Welcome to Busy Gamer Nation. Dragonfin Soup sounds like an interesting game, but there was nothing for us to really see or play at PAX Prime 2013. We were concerned that the beta signup still hasn't materialized, and the game site looks stagnant. So we got in touch with one of the developers at Grim Brothers, who assured us that they are, quote, super busy at work, and will have some nice updates to share fairly soon. My name is Ash Monif. I'm the CEO of Grim Bros. We are a new indie RPG game company. We're very small. We're very indie. We all do remote development. I'm here located in Philadelphia. My partner is located in Bangkok, Thailand. We have developers in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, London, and we all work together online to make games. We're really, really passionate about making awesome RPG game experiences. When we started Grimbos, you know, we've done our startups before. Both my partner and I have been in the industry about 15 years. And we looked out and we said, we want to really make games that we're passionate about. But we both grew up, my partner and I, we geeked out on Tolkien, we geeked out on the Grim Fairy Tales. And we're like, well, wait, why aren't people actually making Grim Tales, Modern Grim? There's no game company that's just doing just that. We said, oh, my gosh, this is great. We'll do that. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to make all different flavors of RPGs, real-time, turn-based, action, story-based, image-based. And it's all going to be part of a connected world with fairy tale inspired characters and some dark humor. So as you can see from the video we have, we just announced a game, and this is like our first look of it. The game should be playable by PAX East. This world that we're creating has all these different kind of elements, hence the name Dragonfin Suit, because we're adding all these different elements together to craft this really wonderful, we think, RPG experience. So the first thing we're doing is we're adding roguelike elements. And roguelikes, for those who don't know, is kind of the granddaddy of all modern video game RPGs. Back in the day, on the old computers, Apple IIe, your little ASCII sign running around, and little hash signs, and there's no graphics, there's just wonderful uh, green or it's not yellow colors on your monitors. It's very, very basic. And then, uh, over time, you know, those gameplays, there's still a core community that loves that, but games that are getting more advanced, more graphics, etc., etc. The three hallmarks of roguelike games is the following. Procedurally generated content, tactical decision making, and permanent death. Now, there is absolutely a core of audience that loves those things. We're inspired by that, but we're going to do our own little twist, our own little take on it. So, but our world is entirely procedurally generated. Every time you play, the world rebuilds itself. Every single time. So we have that in our game. Our game is also tactical decision making. You have different weapon types, different magical abilities, different potions. Each enemy has a unique AI and different strengths and resistances and weaknesses. And so you have to make decisions based on what you're doing. And whether you're doing just a pure roguelike run, whether you're on a mission just to collect some you know, gooey slime juice, or whether you're actually doing a story mission that's really deep and rich. And so one of the things we also wanted to add into this kind of broth that we're, that we're crafting here is these characters. We don't call them heroes, we call them characters. The reason why is, in the original Grim Fairy Tales, that's exactly what they were. They weren't trying to save the world. They were mostly trying to save themselves, right? Or marry a girl that they thought was really hot, right? You know, so there's all these themes of vengeance, revenge, insanity, you know, freedom, slavery, all these real things that's kind of been whitewashed in modern day, in modern inter interpretations. We think that's a shame. We're going back to the original Grim Tales, the original Arabian Nights. You read that and you're like, whoa, this is racy stuff, you know? There's tons of, of really interesting, rich content there. And that's what we want to tap to. So every one of our characters is going to be inspired by a fairy tale from around the world, whether it's Arabian Nights or Grim Fairy Tales or Chaucer Tales. You know, we really, really enjoy this. We also enjoy 
very flawed characters, deeply flawed characters. Normal characters are kind of boring to us. So our first character, Red Robin, she's inspired by Little Red Riding Hood, but her personality is that she's a raging alcoholic redneck with a shotgun. Oh, yeah! <laughs> this is tastefully mature content, okay? So... People under age get your parents' permission to play. But yeah, it's supposed to be fun and engaging. A theme you can think of is like Monty Python and the Holy Grail meets Evil Dead, the original one, you know. There's some violence in there. There's some stupidity. You know, there's a skeleton right here. His name's Thomas. He's in the actual village. He's telling you I just got a boner. He's going to do real bad puns and one-liners like that. It's a fun, playful world. But we also have that dark seriousness that the Grim Tales have, right? So let, let me take that a step further. So Red Robin, you know, she's this fun, playful character. But when you start doing the story missions, you start digging into that. Why is she an alcoholic? Why is she a raging alcoholic? Well, it turns out, and I'm just giving you a little hint here, that she's trying to repress a memory, a very painful memory. And as you get into this, you start to understand why. And the whole plot unfolds. The whole, her story unfolds. And we think that's just a fascinating thing. So every character, not only will they have a unique fighting style, right? So Red Robin is a ranger class. We have two unannounced characters. One's going to be a ninja class, and one potentially, we're still figuring out design, is going to be a summoner mage class, right? And again, these characters are inspired from fairy tales, so when we put them in, there's a good chance to recognize where they're inspired from. And each of them will have an entirely unique story. It's not like a different skin. It'll actually be a unique story. And you'll see some overlap, so you'll be playing one of the other characters, so Red Robin passed out drunk in the bar, and you're like, who's that, right? <laughs> but it's a cohesive universe, right? Every game, this is our first one, but every game, it adds to this universe. So each character is going to be a different game or a different part of the game? Each character is a different playable experience in Dragonfin Soup. Okay. And because it's procedurally generated content, you can play all sorts of different ways. So like I said, there's going to be basically three ways to play Dragonfin Soup. One is pretty much our version of a core roguelike experience, where the player's not interested in story, they're interested in going off and, and getting as far as they can, fighting hard monsters and having a really great experience with the AI, making very interesting tactical decisions. That's awesome. You know, they get as far as they can, they get a high score, they compare it, they try again, we release new content, we change the world around. That's a fun experience, and we, we were going to try to deliver that. The second experience is what I call mid-core, all right? And what mid-core is, is core gamers who just grew up. We have a job, we have busy kids, gamers. we have busy gamers. Yeah, for the busy gamers. So this is a 10, 15-minute experience. You pick up a mission. So, for example, in the video behind me, Red Robin goes to the bar, and she wants a drink, and the bartender's like, hell no. You have to pay off your tab first. She's like, sigh, I don't have any money. What do you want? He's like, I want you to go up and get some slime juice. You know, you drank all my rum last time. She's like, fine, whatever. And so she will procedurally generate a random cave somewhere looking at a map. And, of course, there'll be random rules. There'll be, like, a timer in there or conditions. So one of the conditions could possibly be that you can't actually defeat the slimes if you do melee damage because you slice one and two, it just divides in two, right? So you have to be creative on how you actually defeat the slimes and collect it so you can go back and, you know, proceed. But these little missions will give you the chance to progress. You'll be able to level up, get more gold, and gather resources for crafting. We're going to have crafting in our game so you can craft epic armor sets and loot. Now, the other hallmark of roguelikes is permanent death. Now, we're going to have to, you know, we're tweaking that out so that instead of permanent death, if you work really hard and you earn an epic sword or an epic armor set, okay, we're not going to take that away from you, but we're going to level lock it. And when you die, you're going to lose levels, right? So it's still there, but you're going to have to climb back back. Well, EverQuest did this, right? It's not so bad, right? We're going to play around with it because one of the things we're going to do, we're trying to reach out to as many gamers and help us make an amazing experience. We're trying to build a community around this game. So we're going to focus test this. We're going to do beta testing, right? We're going to figure out what's really fun and keep polishing and refining until it's ready. Because as an indie developer, we have that freedom 
to put all our hearts and souls into this and make this a great experience to share it with all our friends. How can people get into the beta? Just sign up on our website. Go to dragonmansoup.com and sign right up. And as soon as you do, we'll give you updates on the game. And then as we progress, we'll start rolling things out. This is going to be an interactive beta. It's necessarily like, here's a bill, tell us what went wrong. No, we're going to look for ideas on what characters you want to see next. We're going to look for ideas on what abilities are exciting and fun. We're going to get ideas on what stories you guys want to see. This is a dialogue. This is collaboration. This is us all like you know creating this world together, right? It's almost like myth forging. So what platforms are you targeting? And you said 2014? 2014, that's actually one of the first questions we're asking people when they sign into our closed beta. There's a sign-in sheet at PAX, and we're actually asking what platforms would they love to see this on, or what platforms do they prefer to play. We're in a good space that our engine's versatile enough that we can go, and we've designed it so that the UI and the controls can be played on PC, tablet, and console. But we just want to understand where should we go first. And to make it clear, we're not just putting the game on the platform walking away. We're going to support this. This is going to be a game that has a life to it. It's literally a living world, pun intended, because a giant turtle flying through space that's alive, right? And, you know, we, we really want people to know it. So every time we go up to a new platform, we want to make sure that it's the best we can possibly do. Great. You know? Well, you're obviously very passionate about it, and it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. I hope so. So please, you know, guys, keep you know, follow our progress, and uh, we really look forward to, you know, sharing our updates. Dragonfin Soup. Find show notes, music credits, and other details at BusyGamerNation.com WAC Podcast.